0: Welcome to the ninth episode of the podcast Here to Help. I am the host Jessica Glenn, and um, tonight is going to be um, probably a little bit more of emotional reading due to the fact that I am up to Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, which would be the first Christmas Eve and day of not having my brother here. I haven't even read through the the letters that I wrote to him yet, so when I'm reading them in the next segment, it'll be the first time that I'm reading it since I've written it. this podcast is, as most of you that have been continuously listening know, um, to help those that need to feel that connection to someone that has lost someone that, you know, they had a close relationship with, um, a family member, friend, it doesn't matter. Um, We all grieve those that we love, and this podcast is, just as it says in the title, here for help. So, I want you to be able to hear something that helps you, and I want it to be able to make you feel a little bit better, at least in um, the fact that you're not alone in this loss and grief that you're feeling. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to read the letters that I wrote for Christmas Eve and then the letter that I wrote for Christmas Day. Christmas Eve 2017. What a hard day. I've gone to Aunt Lisa's for Christmas Eve without you in the past, because of you and Anthony's fight that you had. But it never felt as empty as it had tonight. I had been sitting by the pellet stove that Uncle Michael and Lisa have, thinking of you while Dad and Uncle Michael talked. Jen texted me asking me how I was doing and she said that she could sense my sorrow, in quotes. I told her that I'd just been thinking of you and that I just missed you. She asked if I had an experience recently at night with a twinkling star. I couldn't pinpoint an exact moment, but I have been seeing a few things with stars and their relation to past loved ones on social media. I also told her how I spoke to you aloud the night prior, telling you that I needed signs from you today and tomorrow, because I'm really missing you bad. We then spoke on the phone for a bit, and she told me that an Adele song finally coerced her to listen to you and text me. She knows that I love Adele. She says, though, that you wanted me to listen to the song A Drop in the Ocean by Ron Pope. She kept hearing that name of that song. So when I hung up with her, I listened to the song again, um, and I say again because I've heard it before a lot of times, but I wanted to see why you would want me to hear that specifically. So the lyrics from the song say in quotes, heaven doesn't seem far away anymore. You are my heaven. I sent these lyrics to Jen and she said, yes, but he's saying it to you. Then she asks, who's wearing the black hat? I told her Doug was. She said, he's been chewing my ear off about Doug since this started. She said, then he was chattering in her ear, something like, see girl, I got your back, you asked me, now you receive, in regards to the signs that I asked him to send. Jen then proceeds to ask if my mom took something out of, if mom took something out of the casket and brought it home with her and if dad had a missing button on his shirt or suit during your services. It turns out that mom took the scapula, she calls it, home with her that was in your casket with you and dad was missing his top button of his shirt the day of your services. I didn't even know this jen says she can hear you say man i love him in regards to dad she said she had her own sad moment that night and you brought her comfort all of these moments tonight were validation from you that you heard me the night before it brings such comfort but it just doesn't fill this horrific void christmas day 2017 christmas morning is so different without you I have my kids to distract me, but in 27 years I have not spent one Christmas morning without you. Not one. Not having you here for the gifts, your usual hanging out with Bryce, breakfast, and then taking a nap on my couch while I clean up from the morning. I miss it all. The morning went better than I expected, not that it was a happy one, but that we all weren't crying uncontrollably like I thought we would. I was not only afraid for that, but how Bryce would be without you here today. He surprised me with how much emotion he had when we told him that you were in heaven. So I was just expecting the worst. When we told him, he started to cry hysterically and asked, forever? And we said yes. And he cried harder, yelling, no. This was super hard for me and Doug. And we told him that you became a superhero and you flew to heaven, that you were sick. A few minutes later, he cried again and asked if he could please just FaceTime you one more time. We told him that he can always talk to you whenever he wanted and you would always be with him. I hope you do stay with him forever. You were not only my first best friend, but also his. It causes me to have so much pain thinking about how you won't be here to watch him grow up or Camilla. She's only eight months old now and will never remember you. This thought kills me. You may be with them in spirit, but I will not be able to see the joy it brings you to watch over them like I could in physical form. I regret not buying you something for Christmas and putting it under the tree. I was just so preoccupied with making sure Mom and Dad had some good presents. Was pretty shitty to read. Um, as I said in the intro, I this is the first time that I'm reading this through since I wrote it. So this December will be three years ago that I've last written this. Um, I mean to say that I. F- empty, I think, was an understatement, um, you know, losing my brother and having to continue these habitual holidays, uh, holiday, um, experiences that we have with our family, you know, and continue on with them as if it was normal, you know, um, or regular time, you know, you do, you do feel very empty, especially when you stick to, like I said, that habitual, um, way of celebrating the holiday. I feel like it's, it's a catch 22 because, and I, I still struggle with this. Honestly, I said last Christmas that I feel like we should change our tradition in how we celebrate the holidays because I feel like continuing it the way that we did when my brother was here is only like you know reopening a wound every time we do it you know you're you're just basically putting on display for yourself the fact that you know things are very different, and they're not here and I'm not saying you know, don't celebrate it or be depressed and hide in your room. I'm not saying that at all um, i I just said, you know instead of doing the holidays here and you know having everyone come over to our house in the morning, meaning my parents and Doug's parents and opening presents, like maybe we should you know go away for the holidays and You know, even if it was all together, I don't care. I just... Just a change of some kind of scenery. Because it does, you know, it it does leave an empty feeling. And it's just a constant reminder that that person isn't there. So, going to my Aunt Lisa's house for Christmas Eve is something that we've done, I believe, pretty much my entire life. So, um, there was a few years where my brother did not come to her house, but, you know, um, that was due to an argument that he had had with my cousin, Anthony, they were not speaking and, um, you know, even though he wasn't there, you know, during those years where they had uh, falling out, I still knew that, you know, the next morning I was going to be with him for Christmas. So this was just, um, you know, a very shitty feeling knowing that, you know, not only was he not there for that traditional Christmas Eve at my aunt's house, you know, he wasn't going to be there the next morning either. And as I said in the um the letter, you know, it it was just weird how again I'm <laughs> people are probably going to be sick and tired of hearing me talk about Jen. Um I'm laughing every time she comes up in the letters because <laughs> it's a lot, but she really was a big part of my healing process, I guess. Um but again, she she pops in when I'm, you know, sitting there and at feeling my worst and again bringing up things that I didn't even know. You know, I didn't know my mom took the scapula to be honest I don't even know what that is um I know it's something to do with the Catholic religion um I didn't even know she took that out um I had no idea that my dad was missing his top button of his shirt the day of my brother's services I had you know gotten up from the table texting with Jen and I asked my parents you know did you do this and did this happen um and they were both floored and you know obviously there was other things going on they didn't think to tell me that so again I just don't understand how she would know something like that um and that uh that song a drop in the ocean I still hear it like randomly to this day um and it still kind of brings me, like, a, a mixture of, like, I feel like it's my brother, but then also sadness at the same time. Um, it's basically, to me, the song means, like, you know, I know you wanted me to be there, and or we wanted to be together, but um, that's, like, you know, wishing for rain as you're standing in the desert. Like, basically, it's just, like, this is something that was meant to happen. That's that's how I take it when I listen to the song and you know now, you know heaven doesn't seem far away anymore and you know to me he he is my heaven. Um like when I go to heaven um or you know wherever we go when we do pass away I just hope That you know, he's, he's the main person that I would want to be seeing at this point in time. Um, and then Christmas morning, um, as I said in the letter, you know, it, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. You know, I'm imagining that, you know, we're all going to be crying uncontrollably and, um, you know, the kids morning is going to, my kids morning would be, you know, traumatized and trying to keep everybody together, but it wasn't like that at all. Um, I mean, there was like an elephant in the room, so to speak, you know, where we all, you know, felt this emptiness um, of this person that was missing from the room, but, but the kids were able to enjoy it. I mean, my daughter was eight months old at the time, so she didn't really know what was going on, but my But Bryce had, you know, he was able to enjoy his morning, and when I think back to that day now, I kind of honestly don't really remember most of that day. Um, I kind of feel like I was, like, numb. But, um, you know, and then even after the the main part of the morning, you know, where you're opening presents and stuff, there was still things that, you know, the rest of the day, as the rest of the day went on that, you know, I was constantly reminded of what you would have been, what he would have been doing. And it was literally like a ritual, we would open presents, we would have bagels and then everybody would disperse and be getting ready for the rest of the day. Some people went home to get dressed or cook. And and then my brother would pass out on my couch sleeping. And I would be annoyed because I was trying to clean up. And he was sleeping um, in my way. Or he would be playing games with Bryce or, you know, playing video games or whatever. And... Um, I would have given anything, you know, to have that happen again and for him to be there. You just don't realize, you know, that cliche saying of like, you don't know what you have until it's gone. It's so true. You know, like you get annoyed, like I got annoyed at my brother every year on Christmas. I'd be like, oh, Chris, do you really have to sleep here right now? Like I'm trying to clean up, you know, I'm like frantic trying to get the house clean for everybody to come over for Christmas. And I would literally give anything to be annoyed at him again. So um, and then I didn't realize that I didn't speak of how Bryce handled my brother's passing up until this moment. Um, I mean, I understand why I added it in here, but I didn't even realize that I didn't speak of it yet and that it was in this letter. That was a really, really hard conversation to have. I think it was harder for me to have that conversation than all of the other phone calls that I had to make the night that my brother passed away. Because I guess as a mom, like... You know you're seeing your child hurting, and I know he didn't fully understand. But Bryce is super smart, and you know just his reaction to hearing that he's no longer going to be able to see his uncle anymore—it was heart-wrenching. Um, you know, immediately we said that you know my brother went to heaven, and you know he's in disbelief, like forever. Like, he's not coming back? And, you know, we were like, yeah, bud. And he went into hysterics, like, no. And then, as I said in the letter, like, a few minutes go by. And, you know, we thought that, you know, the conversation was kind of over. And he just started crying again. he's like, can, you, can I please just FaceTime him one more time? Like, he didn't understand that he really wasn't coming back. So that was a really hard conversation to have um and I do regret I still struggle with this uh, um even this past Christmas like <clears throat> I don't I I regret not getting the getting him something and putting it under the tree and I haven't really quite figured out like I don't want to waste money on something that I know he can't physically use but I'm trying to come up with an idea of how, you know, we can still include my brother in the morning, um, in some way with, you know, presents and the tree, but I haven't quite figured it out yet. And I think a lot of it is, um, me thinking that people are going to judge me and that I'm crazy and I'm holding on to stuff and I have to get over that. Um, and just do whatever I feel is going to be right for myself and my family. So, um, If anyone has any ideas that they have done, I would be open to hearing stuff. Um, But yeah, so that was the first Christmas Eve and Christmas morning without him. able to connect to the readings from tonight and normally I've been ending with like a positive quote and I went on to Google before starting the podcast and I just typed in you know quotes about holidays without loved ones and this is the first quote that I found and I thought it was a little ironic with what I had spoken about it's not so much of a positive thing, but it's a validation, and I feel like validations are just as important as um, positivity because we all have emotions and we're not always going to be positive and happy. There are days where we're going to be sad or feeling, you know, down about things. So I just felt like this was appropriate, especially in speaking of the holidays. So. This is called Missing You at Christmas. Every day without you since you had to go is like summer without sunshine and Christmas without snow. I wish that I could talk to you. There's so much I would say. Life has changed so very much since you went away. I miss the bond between us and I miss your kind support. You're in my mind and in my heart and every Christmas thought. I'll always feel you close to me, and though you're far from sight, I'll search for you among the stars that shine on Christmas night. So, it's just kind of reiterating pretty much everything that I was saying of, you know, how I felt without him here, and again, I just felt like it was a good validating quote. So, um, I hope that tonight podcast was able to resonate with you as always and I hope that you continue to listen and you know even if this isn't something for you maybe you could pass it along to someone else that you think it could help with so I appreciate you listening in and have a great night thank you